Thanks for tuning in to Folk Music Notebook. If you'd like to help keep the music flowing, our tip jar can be found at paypal.me slash folkmusicnotebook. We thank you for your support. Welcome back to Traditions. Ron Aliska with you on this Sunday afternoon. Today, we have a guest who uh, you've heard on the show before, but this is actually the first time in, in many years that I've had a chance to really sit down with him. And the reason I'm sitting down with him is because he's just released a new album. It's called We Are Mighty, Sustenance for the Struggle, which he also calls Rally Folk. And we're going to talk about that. His name... Fred Arcaleo. Fred, it's so good to see you today. How you doing? Oh, so great to be with you, Ron. I really appreciate you having me here. All right. Well, I appreciate you recording this album, and I appreciate you being here today. And, uh, you know, it's a much-needed album, you know, the, this uh, struggle that we're in. Uh, I, I, we need songs like this. And I, I know you, your music has always been driven by topical issues, social history. And in this album, you, I think, was kind of born out of the pandemic. Is is that correct to say? Um, it Yeah, in the sense that the pandemic is uh, representative of the kind of the entire dysfunction of our society, right. I would say 100%. <laughs> I definitely see a through line between pre-pandemic, pandemic, and post-pandemic. Oh, that's for sure. Yeah, yeah. The pandemic has really affected everything that, the, that we've gone through, not just the fact that we had to wear masks so long, but uh, what's happening in politics, what's happening uh, in the division in this country. And and your album, uh, you, you subtitled it Rally Folk Music. Now, Tell us about that. Your your music has always been driven towards that. Is this specifically for getting people riled up at rallies and keep giving them inspiration? Is that what your purpose well, this is? Was, I have to tell you that the beautiful story of this was when I was coming out with my first CD in 2010, I was really at a loss. I'm a, you know, I consider myself a writer and I couldn't figure out how am I going to tell people what kind of music this is. And uh, I, did a thing that people did in those days, I guess still do. I put it on my Facebook page. I said, what can I call my music? Is it folky, bluesy? It was some, <laughs> I had some lame explanation. And I just put it out there and a bunch of my friends jumped on it. And I got these two fantastic quotes that I use to this day. And one was from my friend, Pat Lamana, who immediately said, uh, Don McLean meets Phil Oaks. And I <laughs> thought, wow, that is so great. Cause I have like a sweetness to the melodies but I think it's very hard hitting my song. So I was like, wow, can I please use that? And then my other friend, Tony Ann Leone from upstate New York, who's also a singer songwriter herself as is Pat Lamana. She said, um, rally folk revolutionary serenades. And as soon as I heard those terms, I was like, oh, you got it. Like, thank you. So uh -huh. that's what I've been using since then to describe the music rally folk. Cause I, it is very much urgent, I think message and, and trying to also be positive and optimistic and try to to mobilize us for what we have to do, because it's really easy to just get uh, in, you know, incapacitated by all the things that are, are swirling around us. Mm -hmm. Yeah, there, there is a danger, though, in that, you know, and, and I know what, what was it the Woody Guthrie, I think, once said that you know, there are some songs that are written just for the picket line and there are some songs that are written. For the ages, and I think that's what yours uh, falls into the latter category. Your songs are not just for 
rallies. They're they're there for, yeah. for for for. I mean, these are going to go down. I think to remind us in the future of what these times were like. And and you mentioned melodies. You certainly have a have a touch for 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 putting some good melodies together on these songs. Uh, you know what? Why don't we listen to one of the songs and let's come Great. back and talk a little bit more about I it. Love it. How about we start off with the very first song on here? It's a song called "The Mighty." Yeah, I, 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 there's one thing I will say. It goes along with what you just said. Uh, I originally started this song as a tribute to my coworkers, and I'm, I'm a teacher for many years. And I was just trying to pay tribute to them digging in during this very difficult time. And in the midst of that, um, the workers in the Bronx at Hunts Point, this, this huge assemblage of warehouses that I found out supply 50% of the food and of the fruit and vegetables for New York City, they went on strike in the middle of the pandemic. And because they were getting attacked, their healthcare was being attacked, their wages are being attacked. And this is example of what you meant by topical versus, you know, I try as much as I want to, I would love to also address very specific events that happen. What where my heart was in that moment was look at what these people are doing. They are mighty. They do so much that is, they were completely, no one ever talked about them that I ever heard of until suddenly they're on strike and there's a danger that people aren't going to get their food. And then everyone's up in arms. The strike only lasted a week because there's, there's a, these are essential workers. And I just, this concept of the working class, which is not, you know, a thing that we use in common parlance anymore. I think people associate that with like old people or, you know, the turn of the 20th century, but the working class is still alive and very mighty, but also very uh, exploited and oppressed. So I just kind of put that into my heart and soul with my coworkers and these Hunts Point workers. And right in the middle of finishing this song, I was bringing it to the picket line the very next day, the strike was resolved. It was kind of one of those stories that uh, had a life of its own. And so this that song really means a lot to me for that reason, which is why I started the CD with it. Do you remember all our adventures over the years? Over the centuries And I mention it Because now In terms of survival We need to rise from the dead again We need a revival We are the first And we are the last We are the mighty working class And when you feel the most like hiding Like we should Take a look inside your We have our ancestors and made sacrifices on altars of misery So we can stand here today and feel this song Swing to this beat, our music's so sweet, sing along have no illusions that the people in power will accept revolution but that is what we need and the 
a song called The Mighty from Fred Archileo. The new album is called We Are Mighty, Sustenance for the Struggle. And that song, uh, as you heard Fred just uh, talk about before we heard the tune, um, was dedicated to his co-workers and, and to the working class, even though that may be an out-of-date out of term, but the mighty. You know, we, we tend to forget that uh, there are strength in numbers, and the and the working people of this country are almost forgotten. Uh, I think that, that kind of reminds me of, you know, I mentioned Woody Guthrie before, but that's kind of a, his, whole, his whole modus operandi, you know, to, to speak to the people who weren't being heard on radio elsewhere. And uh, that's why I'm so glad you put this album out there because, you know, we, we need songs like that. And that's a very inspirational tune. Thank you. you. You mentioned that you were a high school teacher. Uh, you've been teaching for 35 years. What what, what subjects do you teach? I teach uh, high school and primarily English, um, which is kind of a misnomer anyway. I, I teach literature and specific, especially writing, but I I really have strived through the years to focus on creative writing. And I've also done some teaching in uh, the arts, visual arts and music and, and also ESL. I've been uh, for years uh, an ESL and transition ESL teacher, which is English for people learning as a new language. You mentioned creative writing and literature. I guess that kind of explains your own art, uh, the music that you've been making and, and the songs that you've been writing. When, when did you start doing that? You mentioned your first album came out in 2010, but I suspect that you were doing that uh, yeah. quite earlier than that. Yeah, I wrote my first song in sixth grade, actually, <laughs> and I played it at a talent show. It came out like I have no idea how it came out. It just it was instant written. And uh, yeah, I've, I've kind of had an arts, you know, bent since I was very young, like, you know, four or five years old with my grandmother. Um, but I would say, you know, my music has definitely taken a backseat by necessity through my organizing work, my community organizing, and my especially my teaching, which just takes up such a huge part of my emotional and physical strength. So uh, it's 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 there. But I, I'd say I went through ten or fifteen years where I only did it sporadically, and I around the time, you know, two thousand two thousand two, I started to come back to it and the songs in my first cd were uh like the, the just dumping as much as i can i did that one right after my dad died and i realized wow life is life is short i better get busy and i so i realized i wanted to 
put something out there. And so I collected a, a bunch of my songs. And since then, I've been just, you know, underground working in between uh, whenever I need to. It's really very therapeutic for me as well, that it's a way for me to express things that I need to say to myself and to the people around me. Mm -hmm. Have you kept it separate from the classroom? I mean, do your students know that you do this or... Yeah, that's a great does question. The, does do. the school know that you do this too? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, they do. It's uh, you know, it is. It's definitely takes a back seat, but I've you I use it as a tool. I mean, one of the first lessons I do, I've been teaching creative writing for years, is I put piles. I have so many songs. I put piles of song drafts that I keep the, from the first draft till the final draft, and I put them out on each student's desk and ask them to go through it and see what they can learn from that. And it kind of blows their minds to know that anybody, because I'm typically the only writer they've actually met that shares their process with them. They're amazed at how much effort it takes to put something together, because we don't really teach writing, I think, in education very realistically. They don't realize how much, how many drafts a, a professional writer goes through before they put something out to a publisher. And it makes students often feel like they could never do that because they can't come up with that in the first draft. But in your seventh draft, or when you've got a bunch of people in a conference giving you feedback, you can produce professional quality, even as you know elementary school or high school students. And I find that amazing. So I do incorporate it. And I have, uh, over the years, I typically will do, you know, when it's an occasion, I'll bring out a song that is instructive. We have analyzed my lyrics. Sometimes I've used... Uh, a pseudonym, which I won't uh, share with you <laughs> and your listeners, but I use a pseudonym sometimes because I'm not trying to promote myself. I right. really want to promote that everyone can be a writer. Everyone is a writer and a singer, but just at different stages of development. That's a big part of my teaching. Yeah, you, know, you mentioned feedback, how important that is. Uh, how about for yourself as a songwriter? I know that a lot of artists are part of song collectives, uh, you know, the Jack Hardy's uh, yeah. school that he kind of ran. Uh, not really a school, but his sessions that he would do once a yeah. week. But uh, how about you? Have you have you worked on your own or uh, have you had well, any mentors? For years I did, uh, although yeah, I, actually I used to teach my own process with my songs with my students. So I would do group conferences on my songs with my students back when I taught seventh grade years ago. That was a great experience for me. Uh, but I, I, my biggest uh, transformative moment came in 2001 when I was, I realized I want to start writing my songs. I want to break through what had been a really side thing for me. Uh, and I uh, discovered online through um, Adam Rowe, Alan Rowall's uh, folk, what was it called? Folk biz, I think. Right. One of the first bulletin boards that were sure. coming up. He was a pioneer of online communication. And someone said, there's this place, Summer Songs. And I started to go in 2001. I met Penny Nichols and Dave Roth and Sloan Wainwright. And uh, it really introduced me to some of these concepts that I've been teaching, that everyone is a writer, that you know we only need to cooperate and it's a collaborative effort. All knowledge is social. It reinforced a lot of things I'd been teaching on my own. And that's been kind of one of my big communities over the years that I will share songs with. I consider them one of my audiences that I will write songs and say, you know, how would they respond? And uh, it, it really, uh, I think that's a fantastic thing, not just for the 
practical of the writing, but for what it means to be in a community and to share people's music, which is what people have done for thousands of years. And I wish, you know, celebrity culture has tried to uh, smash that and make you think that there's only some special people that can do these things. When really all of us have songs to sing, we all have stories to tell. And when we tell them, you realize, wow, you know, all walks of life, you find people's stories and it helps you to feel mighty. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, I, I was up at Summer Songs once. They invited me to come up there and I was just so impressed with what, what Penny Nichols was doing at the time and how David Roth is doing. You know, they, they, they said anybody could write a song. And at first I thought, oh, that's, you know, not as easy as I think. And it's obviously a hard process, but mm. it's something that's inside of all of us. And some people like yourself can really... Uh, really profit from it and uh, not not in financial terms but in an artistic term and yeah. and this this new album we are mighty uh, is is evidence of that uh i'd like to play another song from this now um there's a song here called upside down which uh, i kind of think shows some of your diversity in your in your styles uh, this has a little bit of an r&b feel to it tell us about this one and and also the wonderful band that you have with you oh man yes they're a fantastic band uh, before I tell you about them, I'll say that um, that song, interestingly, we were just talking about summer songs, was born at summer songs during uh, one of the remote little workshops we had. And I don't typically write much music at summer songs. I'm usually just immersed in the community and I write my songs later. But this particular song is one of the few that uh, it was, you know, I, I got through that uh, one of the one of the retreats that we had. And it was just a kind of a random assemblage of thoughts and uh, images. But it, I think this song to me strikes deepest at the, the contradictions that are in our society and the deepest feelings that I have for what needs to be done and how difficult it is to live in this society for many, many people. And so I, it, you mentioned the, the diversity of style. Like, it, 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 it's not surprising when you're talking about deep feeling that this is kind of this R&B. I called it like Aretha meets the revolution, even though she already had met the revolution. And it, it, it was it was born from like a, a spontaneous utterance that people cheer when they hear the rover land on Mars. It was, it was born right during that Mars landing in 2021 last year, where I saw a video of the booth in NASA when they when they had the successful landing and people were just ecstatic. You see them screaming in an uproarious joy. And I, I, at first I was with them and then I got this very deep anger of that. Why is our society? That's what we have in our society. That's we don't have people cheering for housing the hundred thousand homeless children that are in the New York city schools. 10% of my student population is, does not have housing at any given moment. It's just stuff that blows your mind. And so that song was born of my mind being blown and trying to get at those, what it feels like to live in that kind of society without going crazy. And it, so it's a very uh, raw song in many ways, but, um, but I really am glad how it came out. And so I mentioned, you mentioned the band, uh, man, I'm, yeah, go ahead. You know what? Why don't we talk about the band when we come back? Let's hear the sure. song right now. Yeah. This is Upside Down, Fred Archileo from the new album, We Are Mighty.
people cheer when the rover lands on Mars like it was heaven sent. It looks so near, but it's so far. Meet out here with a year of unpaid rent. I'm trying to figure out how it got this way. Everything's out of place. That damn machine lands on its own two feet while I am lost in space. It's upside down. So they've cleared the latest election Now the gangs are settling scores We best beware their false protection They're gearing up for the next war Half the country sighs self-righteously The other half grinds its teeth I'm left worried about all my friends Who still don't have enough to wait It's upside down Stock markets on a stampede They don't care if we're in a downward spiral As long as their profit's guaranteed The rich boy's always taking all the credit One thing I know for sure This whole system's a real pandemic And we Cause it's upside down I'm just singing to myself But I know we're running out of time We got to get ourselves out of this
Upside Down, a song that points out, uh, I guess, some misplaced priorities that we have in this in this world that we're all living in. Uh, Fred Archeleo uh, from his new album, We Are Mighty, Sustenance for the Struggle. And Fred is with us today. Um, you know, just before we heard the song, we, I, I, we were talking about the, the style, you know, a little R&B edge to that. Um, but the wonderful band, why don't we talk about the band a little bit? You've got some great people accompanying you on this, this oh, new yeah. album. I'm very grateful for that. And, uh, and you know, it, I, I'm finding suddenly summer songs being a beautiful thread through this. And I'm really grateful to be able to keep talking about them. And there is retreats coming up. We actually have one in our summer retreats coming up next week, the 24th through the 30th. And I believe there's still openings if people come. It's basically time to get away from uh, our very busy and hectic lives and and go somewhere where we can be among people who are trying to be open to the to community and and growing their skills as uh, expressing themselves in song and in poetry. And so this I, that's where I actually met who I consider kind of the anchor of my mighty rally folk band. His name is Rit Hen. And I've been playing with Rit, you know, I think since around I met him around 2003, I think. And I played some with him in 2005, 2006, 2007. And when it was time to make my CD, he's the first person I thought of because he really, he's a, he can play a lot of different styles and he's a very expressive, he's a, he's a bass player um, and does a lot of upright playing, which fits in with my kind of natural style that I, that I appreciate. Uh, but he can do a lot of different things. He's, he can take the lead. He's very sensitive to uh, being behind you uh, by your side and then, coming out in front and I, you know, he's very easy to work with. And through him, I met Rex Benincasa who does the percussion on this. And Rex is like plays everywhere. He's mm. all over New York city and abroad and internationally. He's, I consider him kind of a world music master uh, percussionist. And he plays things for me. He's played things like chopsticks on tin cans. He's played all kinds of very creative uh, ways of uh, coffee cans. He's played, and he does three different guidos on this album for different textures. And it's all stuff I work out with him. And I can always suggest to him things and he'll jump right in. And, and he's very game for experimenting. And the, the last person in the band is a dear friend of mine, Shanika Anderson, who I'm so excited got to sing with me the harmony on this CD. She is a, is a mother, a new mother, and also a teacher. And she, like me, doesn't have as much time as she would like to be able to perform. So I was really, it's so beautiful to kind of uh, get her into the, my home studio because it was a pandemic studio. And we did some beautiful creating together as you'll hear in these songs. And Upside Down is one where I was really excited for her to have a little bit of some solo moments where she could express some of the pain that the singer is feeling that he himself can't even express. <laughs> Wow, they they work together so well on this album. Uh, you, the Mighty Rally Folk Band is what I think you you, you call them. Yes, and I mentioned one other person to you, sure. Ron, who I did a guest spot on here, who also is I've known for many years, and his name is Daniel A. Weiss, another Broadway veteran. He was the assistant ah. music director on Rent for many years, and fantastic keyboardist. I knew him as a guitar player. I didn't even know he played keyboard till my first CD, but he's a master. And I just asked him to do like a couple of very subtle but tricky parts and he he just nailed it and he's on upside down to playing that hammond organ and 
fantastic people to work with. I'm just so grateful to have them around in my life. And who did the mixing on the final album? Is that, was that from you or did you have some help Well, there? I did not do the technical mixing. That I do uh, I do work in GarageBand and I, I did my own recording of my guitar and my vocals. I recorded Shanika and I recorded some other instruments at home, which was great and uh, excellent experience. But my master and other key player in all this is Mark Dan, who many people in the folk community know. And he's also... Uh, been around summer songs for many years but he's a just a, a master uh engineer and he's a guy that i could pretty much tell him anything that i would like to create and he can help me do it and i believe this cd was a perfect um collaboration between all the players where i really had a, a very clear vision of what i wanted and and the ability for the first time to kind of do it on my own i did a lot of the work in garage band and then he would import these very complicated pieces, like we're going to hear a little later with uh, one of our other songs. And he would be able to put it together, every little nuance that I was capturing, including the volume levels, and just put that right into Pro Tools, which is the program that a lot of us use to, to, do, these, uh, to do these projects, and be able to, to capture a, a quality version of what I was trying to do at home. So mm -hmm. he's just a real, those are the players that make it all happen. Yeah, he's been a huge part of the community for uh, Mark Dan uh, since since I've known him since the 1980s at Fast Folk and Speakeasy, yeah. and uh, you know the, the whole community aspect of your album, this, the the band, your songs. Uh, do you have a target audience that you were trying to make these songs for? I mean, you, you subtitled it Rally Folk Music, but it's obviously more than just songs that you would sing at a, at a rally. Um, yeah. Are, are you marketing this? And maybe marketing is a, a strange word to use, but are, are you, who are you trying to reach with, with your recording? Oh, Ron, that's such a great question. And I'll honestly, I feel like I'm just creating an audience for this. And what I mean is if these songs are the same kind of work that I do in my community organizing and my teaching is among my students, I'm trying to create um, uh, an audience for wanting to change the world, wanting to learn to a level that will touch people's hearts. And that includes in, in creative writing and in ability to read the word as well as the world, as Paula Freire used to say. You know, I, I feel like we have such a huge project to create mass movements that can oppose the forces that are, I believe, destroying the planet, you know, for human life. And I don't think it's going to stop until we, the working class, the mighty, stop the people that are ruling this world. So in my music, it's trying to create people that want to hear, we are the first, we are the last, we are the mighty working class. A lot of people are like, working class, I don't know how I feel about that. Well, I want them to start, listen to the melody, see if I can catch you somehow, that you can start to feel how important this is. And I feel like all my music is like that. I'm trying to catch people's ear to like, look, this is what we got to do or we're finished. And it's like that with my students. It's like that in my neighborhood. So I'm, I'm, there are people, I got, you know, aficionados who they get it, but I feel like we have so much work to do. And so for my music, um, that's where I'm hoping the folk music uh, notebook people that hear this songs are, you know, become part of, I used to call them allies, but, now that term is maybe how to come up with a different significance. So I might say collaborators or, uh, you know, people that want to work 
to change this world. It's it's about creating a feeling that we're not alone. You know that, yes. that there are others yes. that think like this. You know, when you watch the mass media these days, you know you start to feel that oh my gosh, you know we're being overtaken. But no, the mighty, the working class. Uh, you know, we we have thoughts and feelings, and you know I think by you channeling it through your art, you know sometimes people might critics might say oh you're just preaching to the choir, but sometimes that choir needs preaching to as well. Uh, they need that inspiration to go on, and I, I think your new album We Are Mighty Sustenance for the Struggle certainly does that so con- so congratulations on this now how many albums have you recorded so far this is uh your what third or fourth this is my third uh this is my third full album although this is an ep i still consider it an album like a project of songs and i have done some singles for various tribute cds which i'm very proud of as well do you have any gigs coming up that uh you know folks can see you i do you know i have a very special gig coming up next month uh, in my old one of my old haunting grounds that I consider my hometown, uh, Willamanta, Connecticut, where uh, I am going to perform alongside uh, a tremendous internationally uh, recognized poet named uh, Marilyn Nelson, who used to teach at the University of Connecticut, where I went to school. So it goes back to my history, going back to the early 80s. And this is a series called Poetry in the Park. And I believe I'm the only musical guest that is invited to perform based on my, I used to work with Curbstone Press as a volunteer many years ago. And I'm affiliated with a lot of their poets that, and friends with some of the poets that have published with them. And they're like Eastern Connecticut, and it's gonna be live in, in the Julio de Burgos Park. And Julio de Burgos was a, a revolutionary Puerto Rican poet uh, in the 1920s and 30s, fantastic um, rally folk poetry, I would say, uh, it, honestly. And so that's going to be very special. It's Thursday, August 25th at 6.30 p.m. Again, with Marilyn Nelson. And there'll be it's going to be a beautiful, it's a beautiful area. Also, Eastern Connecticut, it's very rural. And I'm going to be trying to connect with a lot of my old friends that, uh, you know, we did a lot of work and organizing there in the 80s, uh, trying to elevate uh, what is a very impoverished area of the state. Uh, are you going to be performing solo or are you going to have your band with you that night? Or? That day I'm going to be on my own there, uh-huh. which is appropriate because that's kind of what I was, uh, as when I was there, whatever music I did do was by myself. So it's going to be kind of cool to bring these songs to life uh, on my own. And I think they have so much energy yeah. that um, it that is a good thing that they really can and there's a lot of singing along that can happen too which is good oh definitely you have some great choruses in your songs uh let's listen to another cut from the album again the album is called we are mighty sustenance for the struggle and you have a song on here called all that it takes yeah i guess this one is the was the driving impetus for the whole project uh, It was the first song i finished during the pandemic and um you'll see references Speaking of topical music, there's allusions in the song to things that you may, you know, might sound either very current or a little bit dated, depending on your perspective. But I'll give you the inside story is that song was born right after the Charlottesville kind of that fascist rally that happened, the openly Nazi rally that happened in 2017 in August. We're coming up on the fifth anniversary of that and it where they they uh, ran down a car just plowed into a crowd of people protesting these Confederate statues 
And these these fascists came out and attacked the march. And um, later that day, we're turning out in what can only be described as a Nazi rally with tiki torches and Nazi slogans. And it was a terrifying moment. And, uh, you know, I hate to say that it was very predicted. And, you know, I've been warning about the threat of open fascism in the United States for many years. And so this song started then, but I couldn't quite bring myself to finish it. It's got allusions also in that time to the wildfires, which at that time were just becoming a force, but of course now are, are just normal, tearing down, destroying whole towns and counties in the, in the West, in many states. And uh, also there's allusion to Colin Kaepernick in there too, which also seems like old news, but we still it's still in the news about what it means to be a patriot, what it even means to be part of a country. So that song, I had it half done and I just couldn't finish it until there was a lockdown and I just got scared straight. And I said, you got to finish this song right now. And I just, within a week, basically, I put the rest of it together just because as it says in the song, we got to sound the gongs because there's so many people I know that are beautiful people, loving, caring people who don't know what to do or kind of paralyzed by what's happening and don't want to believe the depth of the problems that we're facing. And I'm trying to sound the gongs and motivate people that, yes, we can uh, unite and bring all kinds of people together, not Democrat, Republican. I don't believe in that kind of dichotomy. I believe in the working class. And I think these songs and this one in particular is trying to rally all of us together to oppose these forces that are threatening to destroy us. For good people 
Let's cast aside our alibis The compromises we've despised The time is nigh Defy, denial and rise Those of us who are good people within Can choose to reduce evil to nothing Those of us who takes that's a song from the new album from fred archaleo we are mighty sustenance for the struggle rally folk music fred is with us today and fred that that song is a a good reminder to us all that uh we can't just sit back and do nothing you know i i think we need songs like that to help inspire us but it's hard when we look at the news when we see what's going on it's very easy to kind of get depressed and say, well, we give up, throw up our hands. Yeah. How about you? Are you hopeful? Are you hopeful for the future? Uh, you know, your songs are, are trying to inspire, but, you know, I know some artists who write these kind of music, they, they can get themselves so depressed with the songs. But how do you feel? Yeah, that's a really excellent question, Ron. And again, these are parallels I feel that, whether you're a musician or a person that, you know, walking through life, that we're, that's the constant challenge. In fact, the title song of my last CD, 2019, was called Today Again. And that's exactly what I was trying to utter is every day is a new day and we're going to have tremendous challenges. And I even tell people this album was born out of tragedy in my own life and trying to turn it into its opposite. And I think that is the challenge we face on a daily basis. And to me, the magic ingredient is the collective. Um, Just when things look down, you hear about some workers standing up and you realize, you know, that in the class society we live in, the battle is raging on every day. And if I'm not able to pick up the, pick up the, the banner today, other people can, but we have to, we have to be part of something to, in order to do that. So, I, I consider myself inspired on a daily basis. I'm constantly seeking out inspiration like a sponge because we need it. And I, I want these songs to inspire action in that you heard it in that song and the other songs on the album too. I, I'm not just trying to like uh, make people feel good. I really want people to get up and walk out the door and, uh, and you know, get on the street and do things with people. And I think that, is ultimately what it's going to take. And I'll just take one other stab. It's You can hear it in Upside Down, you know, that there's a real focus these days on people going to the voting booth. And without commenting on whether what I think about voting or not voting, I think many people can agree if they think about it, that you can't think that voting would be enough to change the things that need to be changed. And so I just urge people, get involved in, in organizations that can... Uh, that are actually working on a day-to-day basis. And that's where you're going to find the real inspiration. They're going to be people down because a lot of us are facing a lot of challenges. But um, 
there's also going to be people that are lifting people up. And when we do that for each other, that's how we're going to grow. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. We need to be lifted up, especially now. Fred, I, I, I can't thank you enough for, for joining us today and for writing this. Uh, you know, you, you're standing on the shoulders of some giants, uh, but you are creating some music that not only speaks to this time, but speaks to the struggles, speaks to struggles that have been going on for, for decades in this country. And uh, we need that inspiration. We need that hope. And, you know, there's enough artists out there that are just write navel-gazing songs about their love life. But <laughs> it's the social issues that I think really brings people together. And I think you've done a fine job of that on this new album. Uh, we Are the Mighty, Sustenance for the Struggle. Uh, if folks want to get in touch with you, we're, we're, I understand you have a Bandcamp page? I, do. I just set the Bandcamp page up for the first time because, you know, I'm trying to figure out different ways to, uh, to connect with people. So yes, if you go to bandcap.com and you put in Fred Arcoleo, which is A-R-C-O-L-E-O, it's my Sicilian dad's uh, name, um, you can find me there. Uh, and I do have CDs that I think are really beautiful packages with lyrics and a booklet that help people uh, guide you through what and it has a lot of local photos from my old from my own neighborhood in Washington Heights, up, Upper Manhattan. And also I can, I just ask people to contact me directly. I've been mailing out CDs to people and I'm happy to do that. I don't sell my CDs. I ask people to contribute to create more rally folk music. I'm working on another project with Shanika right now that we're gonna call Rally Folk Music, uh, a collection of songs from both of us, a duet album. But I would love if, um, you know, people connect with me on, I have a Facebook music page that people can like. I'm on YouTube and Spotify and these other places. Cause I feel like, you know, all these companies, they're all out for us. They're all trying to make <laughs> a buck on us, but we can then be mightier than them when we unite and kind of turn that into its opposite. So yeah, I'd love to be able to connect with listeners, especially people who I don't know before. So I can find that audience and try to understand better how we can grow this kind of music. Cause I do think there's a lot of people trying to make forays into this kind of music for you know the the times as they're unfolding and people musicians are learning that they wanting to get involved and i feel like we need a lot more of that so i hope to inspire more people to connect with this kind of work absolutely i hope you do and i hope they uh come my way too so i can have something to play on the radio <laughs> i'm so thankful to have this one we are mighty sustenance for the struggle uh fred we're going to end with one more song from the album and again i think this shows your 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 diversity your uh, incorporating other musical genres uh it's a song called lead the way save the day how did this one come to be oh this is so much fun to tell this story around this was this was the one i would say definitely pandemic song you know my wife and i were in upper we're in washington heights which is the north north of manhattan right above harlem and 7 p.m every day for months from march till june at least uh, we had a very rowdy neighborhood a, a rowdy block with pots and pans and anything we could find and um that we were out uh just cheering on the people and cheering on ourselves for hanging in there every day through this really very traumatic time and sirens going off all day this is new york city during the height of the pandemic it was it was a traumatic time for everyone a lot of questioning and doubts and fears 
And so being a musician, I remember telling my wife, like, we got to do something besides just bang on a pot. So I'm also a political organizer. So I started chanting. We came up with a bunch of chants. This is my wife and I was my co-writer. And we came up with this one that we were chanting out the window, you know, lead the way, save the day. And then we would go, healthcare workers, lead the way. So we were chanting. And then I'm like, well, I'm a musician. And, but it, it was hard on the fire escape with the guitar. So I luckily play a little charango. My mom's Peruvian. So I brought out this little charango and I got this instant melody. And within like a half hour, I had the song that I was playing on my stoop. And I did it a few nights in a row. And one night I I see it on Facebook and I'm like, what is this? It turns out my neighbor across the street had uh, videotaped it. And a friend of mine who used to live in the neighborhood who moved out of New York City sent it to me and said, Fred, look at look at this. And so it just started to bounce off the walls. And so my wife then recorded a little video, which we put on YouTube. It was like a little thing, but it it that turned into the song that I said, I got to record this. It It is a pandemic song. And I know some people have told me, oh, people are over the pandemic. Well, you may think you're over it, but the pandemic's not over us. That's and right. we better learn the lessons. And the biggest lesson I learned is that workers always save the day. And you name any crisis. I was down in New Orleans after Katrina. You name the wildfires, anything that's going on right now, the war in Ukraine, there's ordinary citizens taking up arms in Ukraine that have never lifted a gun in their life. And here they are fighting imperialists. That's real. Hmm. And so this song is trying to explain the things that we need to do. All of us have a role to play. And so musically, it also took on that life. Shanika came in. I said, you know, what about this? What about that? And we were recording at home and it all happened instantly. She's a tremendous harmony singer. And I would just feed her these parts. She'd do these parts. I'd mix it together. Oh, that sounds great. And then Rex, I go, hey, can we play this? Can you play that? And we just put it together very quickly. And it was a tremendous amount of fun. And to me, it's so heartfelt, the feeling, the depth of feeling, but also the joyousness of realizing that even in the worst of times, workers, and that means all of us, can pull together and lift us all out of this this crisis that we are in that's prolonged and, and serious, but it is, uh, we are able to do that. And I consider this like tragedy to transformation to triumph. It's a great song. We're going to hear it right now. Uh, Fred Arcaleo, thank you so much. It was a great talking to you. And uh, don't be a stranger. We want to have you back uh, <laughs> real soon. Cause... I love that, Ron. You're really our hero to many of us putting out this kind of music and letting local music, independent music be heard to see that it's not just celebrities that run the world, but ordinary people are the really the decisive factor in anything we attempt. Well, thank you. I, I believe in the power of song, and you've given us some very powerful songs here. Fred Arcaleo, the new album, We Are Mighty Sustenance for the Struggle. And here he is with Lead the Way, Save the Day. Workers lead the way, workers always save the day.
on the farms, in the factories, in the laundries, in the pharmacies, the housekeepers, and the home health aides, the warehouses, truck drivers every day, the social workers and the EMTs, transit, internet, electricity, bodegas, markets, and food stands, people on the front lines, everyone who can. When we unite to defend our families, gonna have to fight. In our simple task, look to the future, learn from the past. As the bosses blame their crisis on us, get ready to rumble. We're gonna have to rise up, cause it's our turn, and it's our world. We have so many lessons. Thanks for tuning in to Folk Music Notebook. If you enjoy the music you hear, our tip jar can be found at paypal.me backslash folk music notebook. Thanks for your support.